What's going on, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Spaceball Podcast brought to you by the Sideline Network. This is the Sideline Network's very own baseball theme podcast. Each week, myself, actually, I throw nine pitches, not myself. That's horrific English. I throw nine pitches to the Internet's own Austin Space as we break down what's been going on in Major League Baseball over the past two weeks. Mr. Space, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing well. Today, we're recording this on the trade deadline, so we got a lot to catch up with here. Uh, a couple questions for you. One, I didn't know you were such a Grammy no- grammar Nazi to yourself. Um, yeah, you consider yourself a grammar Nazi? Uh, I do for my, my own purposes. Uh, we'll see. Okay. I, I have a really bad... For an English major, I misspell so often, and I am criticized almost daily by Richo. Um, so if, like, if I somehow... Okay. Richo apparently is this brilliant English major that I was unaware of at some point yeah, in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like okay. if I put a parenthesis in the wrong spot or I put a comma somewhere that maybe it shouldn't have been at some point in time or I misspelled, I put in the wrong there. He is two seconds behind me to go, really? You majored in English? You're an idiot. Yada, yada. I'm with him on the there thing. Uh, well, I, I do that all the time. Okay. That's not good. No, the commas and all that, a parentheses, like, who are we kidding? Does, if, if anybody, what's the difference between a parentheses and a bracket? Like, is there a purpose? I think, is it numbers or something? So the, the bracket, oh, you're talking about, like, in, within a sentence? Usually, yeah. Usually, you, if you're putting it, like, in parentheses, you're, you're omitting it from the sentence. Like, it's almost like this is, like, an added little, um, I don't know, added little, like, interest, introspective thing. Notation like, of some sort, yeah. Exactly. And then, like the bracket, it's it can be there, it doesn't have to be there, type thing. It's just well, what's the know. difference then? Like, I like I think the brackets look cooler, but I find myself using parentheses more. I used brackets, and I don't really remember why. I learned okay. the reason why I was supposed to use brackets in in my um my comp class, uh, but that I took that class back in two thousand and ten, so it's it's been a decade. I don't really remember the specific reasons why. All right, we're going to look this up. Let everybody and and oh, unless you're already doing it now. I'm looking this up right now. Parentheses are used to enclose numbers, words, phrases, sentences, letters, symbols, while brackets are used to enclose information that is inserted into a quote. Huh? It doesn't give me anything. <laughs> what what is, what is this? this All right, apparently, apparently, don't use Google. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, great, good. I was just curious about that. Anyways, yeah, fixture theirs. I'm, I'm with them on that. Everything else, whatever. I am big on the Oxford comma, though. I do like that. I use the Oxford comma. I'm a pro-Oxford comma thing. I think they got that right over there. So I will say that. Oh, it's a trade deadline, too. It's a baseball podcast. It is a baseball podcast. But this first question has nothing to do with baseball. In the first segment this week, did I get this right? I'm going to be asking Austin the following question. So on this past Rich and Lala podcast, we talked about how much apparently I am a pumpkin Nazi. I hate pumpkin spice anything prior to it being fall. I think it's an abomination. Austin, I'm going to ask you, do you think that I'm getting this right? Now, to just full exposure here, both Richo and my wife have told me that I am dead wrong and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. I got I to gotta ask you a few questions here. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so first, I'm going to lay this out here. Well, no, I'll lay that at the end. Okay. Do you actually do you actually like the the flavor of pumpkin spice? Do you, do you, is it okay? Is it tolerable? Is it's it tolerable. fine? Okay. What about it bothers you? The the flavor of it, or the fact that people are 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 going to Starbucks right now and ordering it, and it's still like ninety degrees outside. I'm just telling you. I mean, I think you answered the question there, but yep. what like there just in general? Um, I just why I is it, I, I'm not, I, I enjoy the season of fall. I don't understand though why people are always in such a rush to get rid of summer and rush into fall. Okay. Okay. That bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> why does it bother you? <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm, we should rename this podcast On the Couch with Austin Space. That um, was my uh, old high school show, On the Couch with uh, Austin, if you remember. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, I remember uh, that show. Yeah. yeah, I do now, now that you're saying it. I had a spinoff of <laughs> the morning announcements. That's how big I was in high school. And look at me now. You're kind okay. of a deal. Um, yeah, so what was your original question? Why, why don't I like why this? Is, okay, why so does rushing my, from me, summer to fall bother you? Because fall then leads to winter, and winter leads to snow, and I hate snow. Okay. Really, okay, I don't so, like driving in snow. We'll put it that way. 
so poor fall gets the fall because it's close to uh, winter, the transitional. Yeah, because you really do have like two transitional seasons. You got that spring and fall, really the transitional seasons. And then you have hot summer and cold winter. What is your favorite season? I just want to, what is your favorite? It is spring. Mm -hmm. You like allergies. That's interesting. I don't have allergies, so it doesn't affect me. That's why I'm not big on spring because I don't get them down here. Okay. So I'm going to say this. When you're arguing with your wife, your wife is correct, okay? I'm just going to let you know that now. I'll say that for everybody. Emily LaValle, you are correct, okay? Um, but in the same exact argument with Richo, LaValle, you're correct, and you absolutely got this right. Now, here's my stuff on it, and I'm about to go off big. I was playing with you a little yes. bit, but I'm about to go off big here. This fall internet meme BS drives me nuts every year. Okay. And it just gets earlier and earlier. It's August. We're still, it's still summer. Okay. It's still summer. Baseball's being, and everybody's getting all up. Every company everywhere decides we need to have pumpkin spice flavored everything for no reason. And then everybody on Twitter has got to talk about this. Now, granted, I would prefer that over the nonsense that goes on at Twitter all the time, but literally, Everything is pumpkin split. Pumpkin. I'm so pumped about this. And then we got to see pictures of everybody's iced latte or whatever the heck they're getting. I don't really care about your flavor. First of all, I'm one of those people that's like, what do we need all these seasonal flavors for? Why can't we just like have pumpkin spicy around? You know, like that's if fair. I want to wear a t-shirt, why can't I just wear that? T- I, ne- I don't get that either. It's like, well, you can't wear that hat in the summer, but you can wear it during the fall. That's a fall hat. I'm like, no, it's a hat. I'm going to wear it. And that's how I feel about pumpkin spice. It's a flavor. I'm going to have it. Okay. If I like vanilla ice cream, it doesn't matter what season or what time of day it is. I'm going to eat it. You know, it also falls into that whole thing where, when Twitter, everybody changes their name to something spoopy, which I can't stand either. It's just this whole weird, let's get in the zone type thing. Let's be hip. And if you're not like down with pumpkin spice, you're out of it. No, 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 no. We're just not these drones that follow it. Also, I don't really care for that flavor. I'm a picky eater. I got it, whatever this and that, but this is just way overblown. It's way too stupid. And it almost is so tacky because everybody does it. So you're 100% right. I'm over it. I'm done with it. Nobody cares. I didn't have pumpkin pie growing up. Who cares about that? <laughs> you know, I just rather have things I like and then I'd like them available year round. If pumpkin spice was so good, it'd be available year round. All right. And with that, we're going to get right into our nine pitches. So the second segment of, of our podcast each week is our nine pitches segment where I get to throw nine pitches to Mr. Space. He has the opportunity to throw any one of them back at me up to his discretion. So the four types of pitches, we have fastballs, which are obvious questions, hard-hitting new stories within the league. Curveballs are not so obvious questions, questions reserved for lesser-known stories or things that sports fans aren't necessarily thinking of in terms of the game. We have our change-ups, prediction questions, over-unders, will this player or team succeed or fail, and then spitball, which is my out-of-left-field question for that's anything that is not baseball related just bear with us during this time because again as austin has already said multiple times this is the end of the free agency period so we are still trying to uh kind of read up on everything so we may need to take a couple seconds here and there in between the questions to uh actually give accurate answers yeah trade deadline it's hectic people go right up to the wire as we all know um so, yeah, we're wrapping this up. But by then, everything should be settled. The dust will be settled. What do you hear? You're this right, on trade I said free agency like a moron. Anyway. It's okay. Um, yeah, free agency can still exist. People can do still, still do oh, deals yeah. off waivers. I'm unsure how it goes in this insane season. But as of right now, nobody can trade anybody anymore. So, All right. So, also, I'm going to hit you with a curveball right off the bat here. Sure. Um, and uh, kind of ego check you here for like two seconds. Yeah. So, the Rockies started off hot. But they seem yeah. to have fallen back to earth since our yes. last podcast. They're currently 17 and 17, eight games yes. back in the NL West, and they're four and six in their last 10 games. Are you still buying the Rockies as a postseason contender? No. And I didn't buy them as a postseason contender to begin with. So let's set the record straight live okay. here. Well, my bad. Um, <laughs> so I was high in the Rockies. I said, don't sleep on them. That I do say. And I am correct on that. But if we look at any of my predictions, uh, going into the season, and you did check on me up into the, to see if they'd still make the postseason. They said they would not. However, they've had a good season. They had a great start, and they've had a very bad past two weeks and anything like that. I don't think they make the postseason. Um, the Padres have played better. I mean, right now they are they are a 500 team. 
And I do believe they actually made some moves as well. So let me check on that. Um, Cause I think they did something to bolster their bullpen. Okay. They did acquire Kevin Pillar from the Red Sox. Um, they also acquired Michael Givens from the Orioles. He used to be a closer for Baltimore. So that's going to help their bullpen. Their bullpen was strong at the beginning of the season and now it's wavered off. Um, Santa Zell has been doing well. Charlie Blackman's well, their lineup's still good. Um, and that's kind of all they've done with the amount of activity that the Padres have done right now. And with the Dodgers being the Dodgers, I don't see them sneaking into the postseason even at this point. And, um, but they're still a good team. I mean, they're, st- they're not this, they're, they're not a bad team. They just happen to be with what probably the best team in baseball right now. Yes, the best team in baseball in their division. So, oh yeah, I got you back there. (laughs) One day we'll get this Rockies things right, but, you know, uh, whatever. Trevor Story probably won't return next year, so I don't know. All right. Change up. Last episode, I asked you about your AL MVP frontrunner. This week, I'm interested in your NL MVP frontrunner. Who do you got? That's the more interesting one because we have uh, Mookie Betts in there. We have Juan Soto. We have, of course, Fernando Tatis Jr. And the obvious pick is Fernando Tatis Jr. And I'm going to go with Fernando Tatis Jr. here. He steals, he hits, he runs. He's the most exciting player in the game. He's helping his team going to go probably to the postseason. Um, Do you disagree? Is there anybody else on the map? I mean, I think it's more competitive, but I think it's also more who, who else are we talking about in the National League, to be quite honest? I think I think your top two are, are uh, Tatis and um, Mookie, to be honest yeah. with you. And yeah. I, I think you you hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah, it's um, it's Tatis. He's he's eating it up and uh, well deserved. Plays a you know shortstop. Um, what is he doing in the? Um, I think he's leading. He's he's in like the top five in lot, lots of different stat categories and stuff like that. He, so I he was leading in was it average batting average or home runs or something. I don't remember now. He's up there with, uh, let's take a look at baseball reference. Now let's see where he's at. Um, actually, hold on. Let me go to league leaders and see where he's at, but he is up there. Um, in so many categories right now. So we'll go to MLB stats right here and then we'll take a look. So let's do national league. Um, why is, why is my thing not coming up here? Yeah, let's start with average or something like that. He is. Let's see here. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find a good website here. Yeah, he's batting 315. He's yeah. got 13 home runs. 13 homers. That's the most. Uh, in, that's the most in the National League. He's got 31 RBI, seven stolen bases. He's leading the league in home runs and RBIs. Um. Yeah, he's fourth in stolen bases, and his average is what 315. Yeah. So he's ninth. Okay. I okay. mean, it's really hard to. He's just not allowed to hit grand slams, apparently. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into that more later. Um, but yeah, he's the guy. I, I, He's the guy. Juan Soto is also somebody, but I don't think the Nationals are going to make the postseason now. So, uh, could be Mookie, but I, it's Tatis, man. It's Tatis. It's his year. All right. Uh, let's get right into the, uh, the trade deadline here. I'm going to give you a fastball question. Who are your winners and losers from the trade deadline? Okay. So yes, we're going to have to take a moment here. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, to see what uh, happened at this deadline. Lots of stuff happened here. Um, I think the big winner and the obvious winner is, of course the Padres. So I'm going to pull up the Padres here because they acquired basically everybody somehow, you know, they made so many deals. The Padres have acquired, let's see here, who do they get? The Padres acquired Taylor Williams, um, their big deal, and I think the biggest thing they did is they acquired Mike Clevenger from the Indians. That's the huge get. They've been struggling with their starting rotation. Chris Paddock has not lived up, and they need somebody in there to solidify that rotation. Clevenger's a guy. He's motivated to pitch. He was sort of a, a villain now in baseball after what happened with the Indians, mm-hmm. and now it's a fresh start for him. Um, they went after, okay, that's a spam call I got here. Who else did they get? <laughs> Good Lord. Okay. Now it's just, it, I mean, it's a 17, it's, it's a lot to follow here. The Padres combined a 70 deal that we'll see, uh, Austin Nola, Austin Adams, Dan Altavilla to San Diego. Um, Taylor Trammell goes to Seattle. 
Um, oh, goodness. It's so much. They picked up Jason Castro, who's also a, a decent catcher. They also went out and got Mitch Moreland from the Red Sox, who's having a great year. He's going to sort of play like the DH uh, as sort of a right-handed uh, against righties. You have Trevor Rosenthal because your boy Kirby Yates went down this season. So Trevor Rosenthal also solid uh, closer. He's a lot of, had a lot of success. I also believe he closed with the Cardinals at one point. Um, so that's good. And I think... I got to see this seven team, seven player trade. Cause this is what's happening over the past like hour or so. Okay. Nine player trade. Excuse me. They get Mike Clevenger and Greg Allen and a player to be named first base in Naylor hedges in Quantrill Arias Castillo and Miller. They go to the Indians. So the Indians also get a lot of depth in their, uh, situation, which is, which is good too. So they, they may have won as well, but I think obviously the Padres are the, the big winners here. And then in this team, this one here, yeah, it, it's obviously the Padres are the big, big winners. Um, I also like the Reds, weirdly enough, the Reds actually made some moves here. The Reds got, they got Brian Goodwin or am I, no, I'm getting confused with the Reds. Sorry, not the Reds. Um, Losers? Yankees didn't do anything, so I'd say they're a loser. I'm surprised they didn't do anything. They had every opportunity to, and they did not. Um, But meanwhile, I'd also say the Rays didn't really do anything either. So it's not like we're in a situation where... Oh, excuse me. We're not in a situation where... Oh, goodness. Yeah, we're not... The Rays get... What did they get? They got, like, nobody. I don't think they. Uh, let me take a look. They I got somebody a few days ago. Oh yeah, I know they, they did something, but I they I don't let they, they let go of great. Jose Martinez for they traded for some um, catcher. They traded Anthony Banda to the Giants. Who'd they get? Nobody, right? Uh, the Giant. The Giants sent got, uh, cash considerations in return, so they got nobody. Yep. So I, I'd say they're kind of losers too because they didn't really hammer it down. So. I guess the AL East is going to be stagnant. So in a weird way, it worked out. And I felt like that was an opportunity to um, to move forward, but they didn't do didn't do anything there. Losers, um, trying to think of anything else here. So the Red Sox also weirdly won because they knew they had nothing and they continue with that. Um, the Braves made some upgrades to their starting rotation, I believe. So let me take a look at them real quick. Um Lance Lynn went nowhere. White Sox were close. Yeah, Bra- Braves got Tommy Malone. So that'll help them because Soroka got got himself hurt. Um, trying to think of anybody else that was really interesting to me. Marlins actually made some moves, but I'm I'm not buying them. So that's why I'm I'm, I'm... then again, maybe they're going for it because the NL East is up in such a a weird you know, anybody could win that division. So they're like, why not go for it? So they went out and got Starling Marte, which is, he's a great player. So I'm fine with that. I mean, and, yeah, anyone can win the, the NL East right now. I mean, the, yeah. the, 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 the nationals are in last place. They're only six games back. So, I mean, it's, it's yeah. anybody's ball game right now. Um, oh yeah. The Reds went out and got, um, Archie Brad, Archie Bradley. So that's pretty good. That, that, that I do like, um, and I'm trying to think of anybody else that was interesting. Chicago White Sox didn't really do much. Um, yeah. I'm just going through team by team here to see if there's anybody interesting here. Um, and the Angels, the Angels, who did they acquire? They Not the Angels, sorry. The, um, what is it? The Dodgers, sorry. The Dodgers. Um... Dodgers get who did they get? Oh, I click on the Dodgers and they're giving me Blue Jays stuff. Oh, because uh, they did trade out Ross Stripling. So I'd also say the Blue Jays did a good job too, because they ended up with two different players um, that are key to going forward. Because I do believe they're a playoff team. So they got Ross Stripling, uh, who's pretty good. Hit, 
It says the Los Angeles will receive two players to be named later from the Blue Jays. On them so actually, I would say the Blue Jays were a winner in this one, too. They went out and got Ross Stripling. They went out and got Jonathan Villar. And they went out and got Robbie Ray. So that's three decent players in a division where that was fairly inactive with the Rays and the Yankees. Um, they're actually making a push for it. What's interesting about this postseason is that if you're an eight seed, I mean, you have just as much as chance as anybody there, to be quite honest. You know, there's really no benefit to winning the division this year. Right. So you're just playing the number one seed. I mean, that's somebody's better, but all you have to do is win two games and you're exactly. in. Exactly. So, yeah. so when I see this wild card thing, it's like, yeah, okay. But if you're if you're in the top two, it's not really a wild card. And then you have these two other random teams that could be thrown in there. And the Blue Jays are one of those random teams. So I'd say, let me, I'm looking at this real quick here. Let me look at these teams. Orioles. Uh, Orioles made, did they? No, Orioles, that doesn't matter. They threw away players. Red Sox doesn't matter. They threw away players. Yankees didn't make any moves. They should have. I'd say they're a slight loser. Tampa Bay, same situation. They're a slight loser. Toronto is a winner. Um, Braves, I think, are winners. Miami's interesting. Um, they're going for it, so why not? Um, White Sox didn't do anything, so they, I sort of agree with them with the Yankees-Rays situation there. Indians, I'd say, are winners because they added some depth. Um, doesn't really... Did I don't think the Twins did anything, did they? I don't think, I don't remember seeing anything about them. That um, I would say is sort of a, yeah, that I would say is sort of a loser nope. situation. Twins probably should have done something. Um, Cubs are fine. They're winners. Reds are interesting. They're winners. Brewers, I would say are losers because they didn't really do anything. Did they? They made a deal. They made a trade with Philly. Let me see. Um, Phillies acquired David Phelps from the Brewers. I mean, this is just. And who do they get? Oh, maybe they actually worked out okay. Who do they receive? Oh, maybe they no. actually did. They got three players for him. Yeah, it says Milwaukee will eventually pick up a trio of young players in the deal. I like that. That's uh, I, I would go with Milwaukee on that in a winner situation there. Um, I don't think the Cardinals did anything. Cardinals didn't really do anything. Okay. Um, Astros didn't do anything. Nope. They didn't do anything. Um, we talked about Oakland added somebody. They added Mike Miner. So, so I'd say that's a win there. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else that's drawing interest. Angels sold off a bunch of players. Seattle did. Texas did. Uh, Arizona did. Dodgers added a piece. Padres are the big winner. Giants added somebody because they're kind of trying because they're kind of in it, weirdly enough. Um, but I don't see anything big on them. And the other team I'm looking at here is the Rockies. I like the Rockies. I'd say they're winners as well. So that is sort of my overall brief rundown of everybody in there. I know it's a little scattered, but I'm looking at it right now. Padres winners. Um, Padres are the big winners. And I think the teams that didn't really do anything that should have New York, Tampa, um, Chicago White Sox. And uh, yeah, that's who I'd say. Maybe even the Mets too, but that doesn't matter. Oh, Mets. No, Mets got uh, Miguel Castro. Mets are okay. Mets did some stuff. And Todd Frazier. Oh. Yep. Okay. Mets, Mets I would say, are winners. Too. But it, it's a weird deadline, man. It, it was just a lot of weird. But I, I would go with the Padres because now you get Clevenger for another year on top of this. So... If they don't win this year, win it all, they still have Clevenger for next year, which is great. So it looks like Cincinnati wants to give it a go. And the Padres are dangerous. They've added so many players. They're obviously, to me, the biggest winner, and they're the ones that really want to make a push. But you also got the best team in baseball to go against. So, you know. But if they hit that number two spot, which I think they will, they'll be fine. All right. So we're going to go into a changeup. How concerned well, you I- any, anything? Any thoughts on you before that? Because that was a lot of me rambling there i hope that wasn't too weird podcasting wise no, no that was awesome they don't want to hear what i have to say the, the whole point of this podcast is for you to ramble and talk <laughs> baseball. yeah i just whew, it's it's tough to sit trade deadline day is tough it's like okay <laughs> every five minutes so okay sorry go ahead what was your next no, question? it's fine no so it's a change up 
Uh, How concerned should I be about my Yankees? After sweeping the Sox, they got rolled by the Rays and are 3-7 and over their last 10 games. They've got a ton of injury issues, including Giancarlo standing, which is like whatever, DJ uh, Matteo, Glaber Torres, and Aaron Judge. Well, DJ came back, so he's he's activated now. Is he back? He just got back. I mean, he's Uh, also my fantasy team, so I was like really bummed when this dude's hitting like 400 and he's out um, and he can like play everything. So, I don't have concern for the Yankees, mainly because of what happened at the deadline. The Rays have really done nothing. The Blue Jays have snuck in there and, and uh, have done well. They're they're nipping at their heels a little bit, but the Yankees are the better team. Um, and I think they will prevail as the better team. Okay. If they can if they can hit number two, they're still fine. There's no real concern there. And by that time, your big babies, Giant Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge will be ready to play and dominate. I mean, that's what they are, right? They, um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. So, well, I mean, Gene Carlos, Dan, I, I could care less about, but Aaron Judge, I'm always concerned about. Sure. Um, so when you have that happening, I think they're fine. I, I think I don't have too much concern for them. Uh, the only thing I will say is that the Rays are also decimated, but they're playing better. And what happens when they're not decimated? So... My reality check tells me the Rays will reality will catch up to them a little bit. And then maybe with DJ LeMahieu and the amount of depth that the Yankees have, they'll still be able to get by. But I would be frustrated as well because it's like Aaron Judge should be it's it's just getting this is getting tiresome, you know? And that's why yeah, I'm surprised they didn't make a move or do something. Me too. You know? And I'm disappointed and, that they didn't. You know, I, I would lock this thing up. I would be like, let's lock this up. And all they had to do was do one thing, really. And they didn't do anything, you know, and the Blue Jays did three things. You know, um, but maybe they just didn't see value in it. But I, I mean, getting rid of like Miguel and Duhar would have done something, I think something like that. So, but I'm not concerned. I am not concerned. I still think the Yankees, I mean, they can still win the division. It doesn't matter. I mean, they're, they're going to make the playoffs. I, you know, the Orioles and Red Sox aren't going to make the playoffs. So, All right. Spitball for you. Sure. How are you feeling about your fantasy baseball this season? My personal team. Yes, what question sure. are we on right now? Uh, let's see. I think five. Five. Not good. Very middling. Um, let me pop it up real quick. Let me see what my team looks like. Um, because I actually had some good picks, but things I think pitching wise, things didn't work out for me. And you're you're in great shape. You're you're only one game behind Richo here. So let's I take a look. I can't at believe the- Richo's in first place for like two weeks in a row. He beat me, um, this week. So I'm looking at my team right here and let me, let me pull up these stats here. Let me, let me see what happened. So my catching situation is like really bad. Um, and I did make some moves, but nothing's really been amazing. My outfield has been bad. George Springer has been killing me this year, you know, and I can't like drop him and I can't do anything with him, but he's killing me. He's batting 209 and he hasn't stolen a base. He's been terrible. Um, and then the pitching situation is all over the place. I have like, Kenta Maeda is like one of the best pitchers in baseball right now. So I'm happy with that. Zach Davies is good and all this other stuff. But then I get stuff like I'm looking at it. Eh, it's not that bad. But like when Bumgarner went down, Fires is not doing good. Hap. Um, Giolito didn't have a good start, but then he had a great week last week with his uh, no hitter. So I was happy to have that. Um, but yeah, just very, very middling. A lot of weak in the infield. And Springer just killing me dude killing me so i don't know it's other teams are better I'm, I'm looking at my team i'm like this is not a bad team i'm just getting i'm just it's just not working out <laughs> like it's just baseball you know um what are you are you criticizing me or what are you <laughs> no no i was just asking i just i wanted to uh because we we've kind of touched on fantasy in previous episodes but we haven't really sure. talked about it so i just figured this would be an opportunity to ask you how you're feeling about your team and, and uh I was trying to figure I just don't have just not ugh, not great, but not terrible. So oh, Colomay went to the White Sox. That's what he ended up. Okay. Because he was with Baltimore, right? I believe so. Am I confused with that? I'm it's so no, I'm 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 nuts. I was thinking it's not somebody else. Oops. I was thinking of somebody else. I thought somebody else on Baltimore was gonna move, but I was wrong. Sorry, got distracted. Okay. <laughs> right, You're feeling fastball. good. You're one game back. So. Yeah, well, we're doing all right. All right, so a fastball for you. So yes. 
How did you feel about some of the Major League Baseball teams boycotting their games last week? And do you believe that Major League Baseball following the NBA's lead regarding social justice issues will benefit or hurt, or will it hurt the league overall? So I'm actually going to throw this one back at you because you had a lot to say, and I'm going to pose this. I listened to your uh, LaValley Sports Star, so I try to catch it as much as possible, but, you know, sometimes I got to listen to other stuff, okay? You know, I've got a life. And... uh, You had a lot to say on this stuff, and uh, a lot of your stuff actually resonated with me in a positive way more than you think. And not just because you blowed smoke up my ass last week when you were saying like, oh, I talked to Austin Space on Spaceball and blah, 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 and he wasn't optimistic. Uh, He was pessimistic and I was optimistic, but he's right. (laughs) I don't like being right on this matter. Um, But there was, I forget what you said, but there was one part where I verbally said out loud, that's exactly right, and you nailed it. I wish I remembered what you said and I should have wrote it down. Um, but where are you taking away from what you in this whole realm of stuff going on right now? I just don't understand what they're tangibly trying to achieve. Yes. Okay. And that's really been my whole thing. And that's been my issue with all of this is if you have a plan and I'm totally like, if you actually had a plan, Mm -hmm. whether you're major league baseball and I'm talking about the players here, not the league the NBA players, Major League Baseball players, or just athletes in general, like if they wanted to come together as a coalition and say, this is our plan, we're going to, we want X, Y, and Z, we're going to go to Congress, we're going to sit down with them, we're going to have meetings, this is what we want to see, this is the change that we want to see enacted within our country, I'm 100% like, you know what, that's great. I don't don't necessarily have to agree with it or or 100% even believe that what you're telling me is accurate, Mm -hmm. because I'm seeing different statistics than what they're claiming, but... I, again, I, I could be wrong and they could be right. It, it, that's not the point. The point, though, is that if you give me something tangible, I, I can then kind of buy into what you are doing. When you're just just walking away from games and saying, you know what, I'm boycotting this game because this person was shot by a cop. Okay, but what are you achieving by walking away from the game? You All you did was you boycotted your game. You're not sacrificing anything, though. You're still getting paid. You're still getting paid. Your game will get postponed and it'll move on. My, my thing was more, more towards the NBA really than major league baseball. And my thing with the NBA players, and and this has always been my issue is these players want to talk about how they're willing to sacrifice for the greater good. Well, if you're going to sacrifice for the greater good, sacrificing would be walking away from the season and saying, you know what? The league can take back my salary for the year. I'm done. I'm done with the I'm done for the year. I'm going to go take care of this social issue that I am passionate about because I feel like I need to sacrifice my time as a basketball player to really take care of what I think are inequities within whatever justice system if that if, that, if that's sure. where they're going with it. Um so yeah, so I mean really that that's my issue in a nutshell is that I just I don't see anything tangible actually taking place. Do you, and then you also, I thought, I thought you also said something along the lines of, uh, the whole politics in sports and everything like that. Like, were you reading something along the lines of saying like people aren't really invested in that and that's kind of what you feel. And I'm just, I just want to see what your take is on that. All right. So politics and sports, I think at this point in time, it, it, and it, it, it this ties back into what I said when I brought you up. And I had made the comment that I was believing or I was optimistic to the fact that if there was ever a league that could get us back on track, it would be the NFL. And now the more that I'm kind of sidetracked here for two seconds, that now that what I'm reading that the NFL is talking about the players can do now, I think is even more ridiculous than than anything. But I don't I'll save that for another time. Um, The fact that if we could get a a quarterback rivalry to the likes of Manning and Brady, and I had said Prescott and um, Carson Wentz, that that would be able to kind of unify us and bring us together. And when I had brought that up on a previous episode of this podcast, you had said, look, man, five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, four, even, maybe even four years ago, I would have said, you know what? I'm 100% behind you. And you had said, it's not going to happen. I just, yeah. I just don't see it. And you're 100% right. Because I, do, I think we have become so polarized as a society in general because no matter where you go, there is no longer an escape to get away from politics. That's the big thing that I think that, I, that I'm 
saddened about and I'm not trying to whatever. And I understand lots of stuff is going on. Um, but COVID is affecting everybody right now. And just to turn on a game of baseball and to not, and to know it's there, you know, like I'll say this, like I've had, we've all had bad days. You know, I've had people die. I've had rough times in my life, but I'll tell you one thing. It's like baseball is always there, you know, like during those times or whatever. And to have it not be there, it's sad. And I know that sounds very entitled or whatever like that, but because of all these situations, the reliability of escapism isn't there. And it was just like all last week, uh, or a lot of last week, but about about half of it, it's like, okay, who's playing tonight? I don't even know. I guess I'll play a video game. I like, you know, I was kind of looking forward to watching this and now it's like, I come home from work after a long day and now it's like, okay, I can't do that. It's just too bad. It's just too bad all around. I just feel like there's no winners here. And that's where, and maybe, maybe I'm not seeing it right. And I'll fully admit that maybe I'm not seeing it right, but I just don't, as maybe comes to your point full circle, maybe there is no accomplished deal otherwise than making people even feel worse than they are now, which I don't know if that's helpful. So I'm just, I'm just talking off the top of my head. I don't even yeah, know. No, I, look, I don't have any of the answers either. I mean, my podcast yeah. last week, I literally just vented because yeah, I, was, you did, yeah. I was done and I was upset and I was pissed off. And I think that I'm as and not to sound arrogant, but I feel like I'm speaking from the majority of sports fans who don't want to deal with politics, who legitimately the whole point of watching sports and being a sports fan is to not is to not make the debates nasty. The the, right. the debate should be stupid stuff. Right. Like, you know, I think Derek Jeter was better than, I don't know, Nomar Garcia Parra. And you could right. come right back at me and go, you're an idiot. Look at the freaking stats, you moron. And then that, we argue about that kind of crap. And then to be fair, Derek Jeter is definitely way better than Nomar Garcia Parra. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> no, really I mean, not like, even that close. Yeah. Early, well, I mean, early on, I think it was debated. But anyway, it, it's one of those things where we could debate it. We could get, we could have spit flying, whatever, going back and forth. And then we would drink a beer, laugh about it and walk away. Yeah. That's no longer sports conversation anymore. Now it's about yeah. well, what, what political side are you on? Like, do you think that it's okay for players to kneel? And it's like, but that has nothing to do with sports. That's prior to even the game starting. I don't right. care about that anymore. South Park so, did a joke where people like would all show up to the kids' basketball game to see who would kneel during the <laughs> and then as soon as they figured out who would do, they would leave. <laughs> but sorry, I interrupted you. I just thought no, that was that's so hilarious funny. though. Yeah. No, I mean, and and that's the other thing too is that I, I guess at least there's still comedy, at least some comedy that that's still out there somewhere. Yeah. Um, you can kind of sort of hope for, but yeah, no, I just think people in general aren't aren't interested in it. And the NBA ratings, the fact that they've dropped 40% mm. over the past five years. And they, I think they dropped, I think they were saying this year alone from prior to COVID to now they've dropped like 35% because mm-hmm. nobody wants to deal with it. Everyone's like, yeah. well, no, we're not going to, we're not going to watch a league that's going to try and make us believe that we have to think the way they think. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's not making sports fun. And I think and that's the end. And, and like you said, maybe it sounds entitled and I'm sorry if it does, but I'm also not sorry at the same time because I don't think politics needs to be infused into every, every little thing we do. I just, I'm just more saddened by it. You know, I, I mean, I do understand because people feel a certain way and I think people believe should express their feelings on that. I'm just, it, it's weird because it's at a time right now when we all really need it. You know, I had a, I had somebody come do a minor repair at my house and he was a Yankee fan. And, uh, and I'll just say he was, he was a black man too, by the way. And we're just talking and we're like, and this was like a week before baseball. Hey, baseball is coming back. And he just goes, man, I just want something. That's all he said. And I'm just like, yeah, (laughs) you know, and just to have it go all this for a week, it's like, you know, so, but I'm positive. It's like maybe uh, pumpkin spice can bring us all back together. That seems to cross party lines. So I'll let that go if that means we can have our sports be fun again. <laughs> Would I, you see that? Some sp- some pumpkin spice in like July if it means we can have. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad I got that up because I, I it, a lot of your stuff really hit home to me. I know a lot of people had different things to say in it, but I was actually more positive on it, and oh, I, uh, I really. Well, I appreciated your passion on it and stuff like that. And you said what needs to be said. And um, you always have to feel w- what you want to feel like everybody else there. But I, uh, I, 
I'm glad you're also taking your own advice and having more fun and stuff like that too. So we got to have have. you have to, um, (laughs) and speaking of, we're going to do a spitball question here to kind of lighten up the mood. What are we on? Question seven, seven, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so this week is the PGA's FedEx cup championship is this coming weekend. Um, and I want to know what is the best or nicest golf course you've ever played. Boy, gosh. One of the best. God, what was that tournament we did when we were kids, man? And Mohi and it was it was a Foxwoods or me. We Lake of Isles? For Saint it was Lake of Isles, I think. It was one of those. And I okay. think I played it we because we did it for seventh grade or something like that i think i played in that tournament when i was in high school or something we came back do you remember you played in it too i think uh i may have worked it i don't know if i ever okay. played them I'm because to... i didn't play golf back then jeez i gotta be honest i didn't play too many nice court there was gosh do you have a favorite course that you've ever like that you you enjoy going to the thing is, I, it's so funny because when when I grew up, I was a member at uh, the Potterball Country Club when I, my, my family was. So I played that all the time. That's all I knew. And then I played Norwich and uh, things here and there. Um, but nothing really stuck out to me as something like amazing. Like I never really invested money to play in like a real course. So I'll cheat. And I'm interested to see what you've played over the years because I, 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 <laughs> nothing sticks at me because I, I was so ingrained. Like I knew Potterball like the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. And anything outside of Potapog was like not a real course to me, weirdly enough. And honestly, at the time, I mean, the old Potapog course was like very, it's one of the best courses you could play, honestly. And then I'd go to like a public course and it's like not as kept up and it's not as long. It's not as challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Like, I mean, and down in Florida, I'm trying to think of any crazy courses I've played. I haven't played. I'll cheat. I'll tell you this. The best mini, one of the best mini golf courses I played was one down in Disney. I'll say that. Okay. Because it was like, so you know how you have mini golf courses that are like, like a windmill. Okay. And you got a clown or anything. There's a Disney one that actually plays like a real golf course. So it's like set up in, in there's like par fives and you like pitch it out into the fairway and you set up a putt to the green. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like plays exactly like a real golf course, except miniature. Well, now I have to like, go back to Disney just to do that. That sounds yeah, like a lot of we fun. We played that course multiple times. I ended up winning in the tournament of my family. I will say that. But I had this like really five-stroke lead on the 15th. And then my brother kept catching up with me because I was just like, I got to par out. It's all I got to do. But he kept birdieing it. <laughs> my sister's on the edge, like going, like choke, choke. <laughs> like I'm doing this. And I'm like, all I got to do is par out. You know, I can't mess up. And that's, I think that's all I did. And he birdied out or something like that. And I think I beat him by one or two strokes or something. Like, but it was like... I was like, I just got to play my game. I'm not going to take any risks. I just need, I just need to do this, and I beat him. But it's it's really fun. So I'll cheat with that. What about was, you? Like, was this you know, at like a a Disney park, or was this at like Downtown Disney, or? This is at um oh god one of their sites. So I think you could, you know, like you stay on like one of their um oh uh, one of their resorts. Yeah, and I think oh, they okay. had one of those there, and you could walk to it. They had like a regular mini golf course, and then they had like the the golfers mini golf course which was so cool it was so cool and that's where i ended up getting my goofy uh, uh i have a head cover with goofy on it so he oh, okay. he's with me there he has his uh, little golf hat you know what about you man i think the nicest course i've ever played uh is it's a course in rhode island called Ooh, meadowbrook meadow uh, meadowbrook rich meadow. actually yeah rich rich is the one who introduced me to the course um oh. it's just a beautiful course it's it's just a, it's a Beautiful, beautiful course. It's expensive to play, um, but it's. Uh, I've played there, I think, three times um, over the past few years, and uh, I haven't. Unfortunately, I haven't gotten there this year. Um, but it's it's really, really nice. I would I would a hundred percent recommend going there if you ever have the opportunity. If you're ever up here and you need to go to like you want to play at like a nice course. Sure. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I know I'm sure I haven't been a Potapog since they redid the, it. I've the heard new pot, I like the old Potapog better. Oh, okay. Um, sure. Lake of Isles, I've heard is absolutely beautiful. I've, I've I just, my I've, sister's played there, so she's played a ton. She, she'd actually be the one to ask there because she's better than both of us for sure. Um, have you had much success at Meadowbrook? Um, no, 
I, okay. I've, I don't really have much success on any golf course I go on. I just like, <laughs> I just thought it was, a, it's just such a fun course to play. It's, it's, cool. it's got some difficult holes, but there's just the scenery. It's just really, really beautiful. Awesome. Awesome, dude. Fastball. How do you feel about the reaction to Fernando Tatis's grand slam? Okay. I know where you stand in this. I know where I stand in this, but the good news is most of the sports writers, I think all of them that I've seen are going, let them play. And I happen to agree with that. So I'm going to break this down a little bit because it was a three Oh count. They were up. Fernando Tatis is there. Bases are loaded. He hits a grand slam, right? Rangers took offense to that. Now, the manager said, interestingly enough, of the Padres said he missed a sign there, which I believe because I don't believe there's there's few people that have the green light in that scenario. And I don't believe they're like, OK, Fernando, as good as you are. And I know, you know, whatever you you should swing here. That's probably not the smart baseball move. Right. Would you agree on that? Like the swing three and oh, with the bases loaded, you're up by a bunch of runs. Yeah. no, Yeah. It's not the smart move. No. So I don't agree with that. That said, it doesn't matter because it really doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, what are we supposed to do? Assume that the pitcher is supposed to walk him and walk in a run. Um, I, 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 I'm a big, I'm not even a big one on that with that scenario. I, there's certain things that I go, okay, the unwritten rule, like I don't like bunting and no hitters. I, I'm never going to change my opinion on that. But most of this stuff with flipping bats, with getting excited about striking out a guy, with hitting a big home run in a certain situation, you got to make a better pitch. I'm glad all the baseball writers seem to agree with me. Everybody seemed to agree. And I think you agree as well, right? Oh, 100% agree with you. Okay. I didn't see anything wrong with it. I actually was upset that people were getting upset about it. I, it, it was just the Rangers. And uh, right. I also say uh, shout out to Fernando Tatis for manning up and saying my bad and all this other stuff, even though I didn't think it was absolutely necessary at all. Um, I just think that shows a maturity of a player. That's whatever. They've also said like uh, part of like, a new and upcoming thing. This isn't an old white man's game anymore. Okay. So let's have some fun, you know, let's have some fun out there and uh, make a better pitch. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Last question sure. of the podcast from me to you is a spitball. Yes. DC fandom was last weekend. What video game are you more excited for Arkham Knights or suicide squad? Arkham Knights. All right. Uh, and uh, Warner brothers, is sort of the baby studio that made Arkham Origins. Um, and then Rocksteady is making Suicide Squad, and they're the big studio that did that Arkham thing. That trailer for Arkham Knights, I mean, we're seeing a... Uh, it's in the trailer, so it's no spoiler. We're seeing a Bruce Wayne who is presumed dead. Right. And you have Red Hood, Robin, Nightwing, and Batgirl all swinging around Gotham. And when I saw Nightwing, I went, Lala's going to be on board for this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, More no, excited I saw- about that? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would go out and buy a, a, a new PlayStation just for that game. Dude. Even though I still want to play Spider-Man. I, I know Spider-Man, but when I saw that, that commercial, I was like, Oh my word. I don't think it's going to be as good as, I think Spider-Man is going to be better. I, I, it's, it's just way more fun to play Spider-Man. I, 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 I'm a Batman fan I, without question, mm-hmm. but seeing that but spider-man's way more fun to get a ps5 you'll get miles morales apparently you'll get the old spider-man game along with that one as well and then you can play this but oh, that sweet. game will that game look really good look really good and i'm so interested to see what the story is going to be who the villains are going to be and it, nightwing well, man night nightwing man it's so awesome um rich is pumped because it looks like the court of owls is going to be a part of it yes oh that's right oh that's right. i forgot yes i love so I used to read comics, and then when they did the new 52, mm-hmm. that's when the Court of Owls was introduced. And you learn about – I'm going to – this is going to get really nerdy, and I don't really care. I don't but care. But you're going you're gonna to learn about this character called – and if they go into it, it's awesome. You're going to learn about the character called Lincoln Marsh, who is this half-brother like of, of Bruce Wayne that ended up with the Court of Owls. Um, I think his name is Talon in the – is his like, pseudonym name or whatever like that. Did they get into that in uh, Gotham? They, so I remember them, they did the Court of Owls for a season, but I okay. don't remember if they actually got into that particular character. Okay. I don't remember that character. I just remember them trying to recruit Bruce to be a part of the Court of Owls. Okay, so they, there's different takes in it, but the very first Court of Owls is, was all about this weird child that 
Thomas Wayne had that they kind of just don't talk about anymore. And he's part of this group. And it was this 12, it was a whole year long arc in Batman. It was so cool. You jump right into new 52 and then boom. Um, but yeah, that's, it's going to be interesting, man. I'm, I, I forgot that was in that because I was so excited to see Nightwing. I was really excited for you when I saw Nightwing in there. Cause I know you're a big Nightwing huh. Robin, uh, Dick Grayson yep. fan. So, Oh, huge, huge. I've uh, on our, uh, rich on Lala podcast, we were talking about it. And I said, that's a movie that I'm shocked they haven't done yet. Like that would be just such a fun movie mm-hmm. to look into. But, um, the, the suicide squad trailer, cause I watched, we watched, um, Rich was over last weekend, uh, so we were watching the Batman trailer, and then we watched the Suicide Squad trailer and the the Arkham Knights yeah. trailer. I, the Suicide Squad game just didn't wasn't really doing it for me. That was um, fine. That's fine. I mean, it just didn't. I mean, I'm not saying it's not gonna be fun. I just like compare like comparing the two trailers together. Arkham Knights just like it was just such an exciting trailer. Um, and Rich is pumped because he loves Red Hood. That's his favorite. Like he. Oh, that's happy. awesome. He's so excited for Red Hood. I mean, I have not finished Arkham Knight, so I don't know. I mean, is Bruce Wayne really dead? I mean, come on. You know, that's that's what I'm wondering. You know, right. that that's the thing I'm wondering in that thing. Is he really dead? I mean, come on. You, you watch that, you beat the game, and then the end trailer is, I don't know, something that alludes that Bruce Wayne's still alive. You'd be like, oh, yeah. You know, that doesn't even come. <laughs> we already know what's going to happen, right? Um, but yeah, great question. Uh, yeah, that was an interesting thing, the things I saw. Arkham Knights does look pretty cool. That's look pretty cool. All right. So we're at our final thoughts. This gives Austin an opportunity to discuss any topic that I may have missed. Austin Space, the floor is yours. Okay. Not too much to talk about on this situation here. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, Albert Pujols. It looks like he's second or third, depending on what you want to count in RBIs. Total RBIs. He did that over the past two weeks. Yeah. Take a look at it. Yeah. I'm pulling Uh, it up right now. Yeah. Major League. Yeah. Type in MLB RBI leaders total. Okay. And what it, what do we got here? Leaders 2020. There we go. Well, total. Career leaders. Oh, oh we're going with career. career. Oh, I thought we were just doing it. Oh, okay. Um, my fault. And there he is. Third under Babe Ruth. He just passed A-Rod. With, uh, he has 2,090 RBIs. Uh, Hank Aaron has the most with 2297. Babe Ruth probably had more because they didn't know, they didn't count RBIs as the statistics. So he's 2214. Um, I know it's on his way out, but Albert Pujols has said, I mean, you, you don't need me to say this, but this guy's an easy Hall of Famer. And uh, I'm just very happy to see him uh, pass A Rod, you know, and uh, move on up. And I didn't realize Griffey was 16th. Well, he's a lot higher up than I thought. Yeah. Just looking at yeah. the list here, it's just mm-hmm. interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, Pujols has been on his way out, I feel like for a few years now, but that's still fantastic. I mean, I, the guy, what his, what was it like his four year run that he had in St. Louis? That what was it like three or four years where he was just dominant? He was, I mean, unbelievable. It, it's weird. It just did the stars didn't line up for him to hit it, get a triple crown, but he's a three time MVP. Um, I mean, what more can we say about this guy? Really? To be honest, he has a two ninety nine career batting average. He still hits home runs. That's the thing. Like, he hit 23 home runs last year. Like, okay. You know? I mean, he's he's not hitting for power anymore. He's slower and, and all that. But he is uh, – it's some of the best hitting you'll ever see. And, well, he's, only, uh, he's only one homer shy of Willie Mays. Whoa, hold on. Oh, oh, in uh, home run leaders? Yeah, in all time. Yeah, he's sixth all time behind Willie. Wow. He's at wow. 659. Willie's 660. He'll I pass. don't think I don't think he'll catch a rod at six ninety six though. That might be a bridge too far. Let me see. He's got to be. I mean, how old is he? He he's really um forty, I believe. He's six. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, he'll pass Willie Mays. It'll be close with a rod. Depends on how many more years you play. He, you know, because I feel like you want to have a good last year for Pujols, like a good because his when's his contract up? His contract's up. Soon, right? Let me well, see. He signed what was it, a ten year deal with Yeah. The Angels? Something like that. Something it was, like it was that. an insane deal. You know, so he's it's a ten year deal. It looks like it'll be he's up until twenty twenty two. Okay. So he will play next year. 
and uh, we'll see how that goes. But he'll be close. He might catch A-Rod. He might. I think that's it could happen. But I think that's basically it. He's not going to. He's not going to do it, but he could, as far as RBIs go, yeah, he's, uh, he's quite a player. So I just wanted to congratulate him. It's really nice to see that, um, especially in, on the angels that don't really have much going for it. And, uh, I've always liked Albert Pujols. He's great. Um, the other one, how about a shout out to Lucas Giolito who pitched the first no hitter this, uh, this season. Very happy for him and out in Chicago. He's on my fantasy team. Well, there um, you go. <laughs> One of the interesting things about Lucas Giolito, and I don't know if people have learned it, but he at one point had the worst ERA in baseball in his career, and he's really shaped up to be, I don't know if he's an ace-ace, but he is the ace of the Chicago White Sox team, and to see him do that after struggling, figuring out, it's always good to see a player figure it out, Um, so shout out to him, and I wish him much success in the Chicago White Sox, because I think they're a good up-and-coming team, so I'm very happy to see that. Um... And then other than that, I don't have too much happening, my friend. Those were the two. Just wanted to highlight two achievements, two positive achievements to, uh, of, uh, of a player that's going to be good and an absolute definite Hall of Famer. So. I, would, I would say Lucas Giolito deserves a raise. That's for sure. The guy's making <laughs> half a million dollars this year. He, well, he'll get paid. If he keeps it up, he'll get paid, man. I hope so. He's, <laughs> I didn't realize paid. how young he was either. He's 26. Yeah, yeah he'll well. get paid. He's, I mean, Chicago's got to hold on. They got to figure it out soon. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes out there. But they're, they're right on the cusp. They're, they're probably going to – that sh- that, uh, that American League Central is very interesting. So, Do you think they'll uh, – Did you you didn't have them making the playoffs. Oh, wait. Did I you did. have them making the playoffs? Yeah. Oh, okay. I did. Okay. I believe so. I'm trying to remember. Yes. Yes, I did with the new situation. So It's been so long. It has been every week has been so long. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Everything feels longer than it actually is. So, um, we're more than halfway through the season now. Can you believe it? In at the end of next month, we'll be in playoff time. So basically two podcasts will be talking about the playoffs. Nothing wrong with that. No. Uh, before, uh, before I close down the pod, do you want to talk about, uh, your new episode of your podcast that's currently available? Goodness. Lots of things. Well, before I do that, uh, you can, you can also follow me. I also stream on Sunday nights and usually Tuesdays, but it's been a crazy week. So if you want to check me out, I stream the Sims two uh, twice a week. Um, but yes, uh, I just, uh, cause I listen to these podcasts before they go up. We did the elite eight. So I, that's a weekly podcast of pointless 64. I was joined by you. Thank you for so much for coming on this season. Um, I did listen. I listened to it before they come up just to make sure the edit is good. And man, that was a, have you listened to it recently? Oh, it's, I listened it's to it a, today. It's a funny episode, man. It's, it is. <laughs> we had some of the toughest MLB mascot matchups. Uh, I can't say them. The NLEs particularly with a certain, uh, yep. uh, the one that I lost yep. out on. And then, uh, the NL West, the NL West. The National League mask, it's, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to promote these without spoiling it. Cause you really can't, you know? No, I think, I, I think this may have been the toughest, um, really like, I think the, the closest in both of those, uh, races, I think, just, yeah. I, think I think we had, it was, um, two against one for both of them. It wasn't a clean sweep for anybody. Well, except for one, one was a clean sweep. Well, I just mean in the NL East and the NL, NL no. So Absolutely. it was. Um, out of the four, only one was a clean sweep. That's how that's true. true. Yeah. Um, because it was so tough, but man, dude, I am not to toot my own horn, but after listening to that, I'm like, I am so happy we got this podcast off the ground and I'm really happy you guys sat with me for hours to go through it. And, uh, I am very close and we'll talk off pot a little about it, but I am very close to wrapping up what my guests are for season two, if I can get that. So if, if I can get this pulled together, it's going to be exciting. If not, it's still going to be. Still gonna be good. It'll be good. Could be great, <laughs> but I'll just set the bar at okay, good. And uh, if we pull something off, we'll pull something off. But uh, yeah, and then uh, yeah, I'm already working on season. I think I know, I already know what season three is gonna be, and I think I have an idea for season four already. So uh, we have a lot going on, but then we'll slow it down so you guys can actually have time to fill out brackets. But uh, oh, one quick thing about that: when I do announce season two, we will do a uh, live. Um, Selection Sunday. So you guys will reveal the bracket ahead of time. So oh, everybody, yes, yes. And then That's we'll, fun. 
and then the week later we'll release it. But I, I figured I would do that maybe like on Twitch or something and, and, uh, or maybe just throw it out there as like a brief thing. I don't know how we'll do it, but, um, we couldn't do that last time because of the stealth release. So, um, right. going forward right. selection Sunday, just like oh, that's fun. every year, you know, <laughs> that's really cool. That's a really cool idea. I like that. <laughs> It'll be like, just like the NCAA or my version of it. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, you got yeah, anything man. else or are you good? No, thank you. Uh, thanks for giving me, I always forget to plug that, but, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Should be, uh, uh, interesting way out. Don't fret. I think the Yankees will still be in it. Um, surprised they didn't make any moves. Um, but man, those Dodgers look good. Don't they? I mean, come on. Yeah, they do. They really just do. Way better. They do. It's, uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, and, like, I, I really like what the Padres did too, though. It's, you know, it's, uh, Padres are it'll taking be, chance. it'll be interesting. Um, they got a great young team though. So they're, they're going to be fun. They're going to just going to be a fun watch in general. So yeah. And getting Clevenger, especially with the extra year on top of that. I mean, that, that means that deal was less risky than you thought it was. Now that's probably the best piece that went around this season. So Absolutely. We'll see what pays off and what doesn't, you know, and I'll watch the Red Sox or what's left of them continue <laughs> to lose games. So, you know. All right. Well, I think that's a good way to, to end the podcast this week. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of Spaceball brought to you by the Sideline Network. I'm LaValle along with Austin Space. Hope you all stay safe, be good, and we'll talk to you all again soon.